What are you afraid of? Scared you go there and find out that he doesn't love you anymore, honey. You can't control that. The only thing you can control is how you feel. Not how you feel, but how you deal with what you feel that is real. You've got to relax, relate, and release into reality. What was that like, being in therapy? Uh, Were you, what did you talk about that you had never acknowledged to yourself or talked talk? I grew so much from the experience. But I think the most important thing I got is that everything is connected. I mean, if I have a problem, I usually just go to church, give me some Jesus, <laughs> and I'm cool. Welcome back to another episode of Black in Therapy, where we are discussing journeys, dismantling myths, and discovering our truths. It's Sarah Ashley here, and I'm here with my dope co-host. It's Donna here. We back for week six. Seven. Seven. This is week seven. Oh, it is week seven. My bad, y'all. So this is going to be our last episode of the season. We feel like seven is the number of completion, so we have completed our first season. So shout out to us. Yeah, shout out to us. Woo woo. So it wouldn't be a celebration. We wouldn't be celebrating our last episode of the season. Just the season, y'all. We coming back for season two. If we did not bring our friend here with us today, our fellow Lincoln alum, Nicole is in the building with us today. Hey, y'all. Nicole got speak up. I don't know why she's trying to... Hi, guys. Hey, hey, everybody. Hello. Good evening. Happy Friday. They want me all the way. Here I go. (laughs) All right. So we're going to let Nicole, you know, tell her story. Y'all know how we do. We let our guests tell their own journeys here at Black and Therapy. But we want to start off asking, how are you doing, Nicole? Um, I, I, I'm blessed. Um, it's like a real difficult time um, for a lot of people. And I'm just happy that, you know, me, my family, and, you know, my friends, I don't know anyone who is, you know, suffering too bad during this bad time personally. But Donna, how you feeling? You know, I really want to say okay, but you know we can't say okay. We not mm-hmm. I'm not feeling okay, but I'm feeling good today. I'm really feeling good. I feel like um I'm I'm definitely feeling good, especially comparison to, you know, the last couple of weeks. I'm feeling a little bit better. How about you? You doing good today? Y'all see she finally asked me cuz any other time I got to <laughs> pause and look at her. Um I'm doing I'm doing good. I had like a I don't want to say stressful week. I had to work. Is that bad when you have to work that you feel like you stressed out? <laughs> Uh, yeah. You just had one of those overwhelming weeks. I had an overwhelming week, but I got through it. And so I am here ready to just enjoy my weekend, if that makes sense. We're we're going to be as guest lecturers tomorrow at Lincoln. Right. So pray for us. So yes. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Right. I'm looking forward to this. Yes. Um. So let's jump right into our first segment. I got a story to tell. Nicole, what's your story? So, like, where, how did I begin to get all that? Just tell us. Tell us what you to know about you. I mean, uh, well, oh, that part. Same <laughs> But, um, I'm a mother of two. Um, I have two daughters, a husband, and, um, just a real supportive family. Um, I, you know, I met Sarah and Donna um, at Lincoln University while working on our master's in counseling degree. 
Um, I had already went to school before, and I came back, and um, what, you, what did you get your first semester? So, tell okay, the people so, what you don't. You know, right, we right, kind of right. had an issue with this, right? Okay. We don't tell, we don't lead with education, but tell okay. the people who you are. Tell them what you got right, your first semester. So, in. I I have a bachelor's in criminal justice from Lincoln University, and then I have a master's in human service from Lincoln University. But that master's in human service just wasn't enough for me, so that's where. You know, they, these two and a bunch of others as well were placed into my life where we met in the counseling program. Um, so, of course, we've all, the class of 2020, so of course we didn't really have a graduation mm -hmm. and all that. Mm -hmm. But we are a class of 2020 uh, with, the, with the Master's in Counseling program from Lincoln. Um, I, where has it taken me since then? Has it been good for me so far? Um, I would say yes. Um even for this time around, like, I really feel like I gained a master's. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I, I feel the accomplishments. Um, currently still in social work, but I also do therapy on the side. Um, with Elwin, working with children. Children have always been, um, like, my field that I just kind of like. I think that's our common, mm -hmm. yeah, our common thread with that the we kids. share together is yes. the kids. Our, our love for the youth. I love the kids. Like, I do. I love working with children, youth, and and families, mm -hmm. um, of course, and families as well. Um, I feel like you can't fix one without fixing the whole or trying to heal the whole family. You know what I mean? Like, you can, you can help a kid, but then if you don't help the family, mm -hmm. it's going to be the... Like a cycle, I feel. I personally mm -hmm. feel like. And right. I agree with you. And even still, a part of it being part of my choice of even going back to school, um, you know, I started off as a, you know, I'm in the CUA field. So I started off as a CUA case manager. Now, one thing that MHSD did do, it did allow me to become a supervisor. So, you know, currently right now, I'm in a supervisory position in social work. And even in that even with that, like, you find yourself, and you know as well, you both know you're kind of, like, still all in social work. But even in social work, we find ourselves counseling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Counseling, whether we're counseling our teammates, our co-workers, um, more importantly, our families. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and what I found with that, remember the other day I was at the market and a, and a guy just started telling me his problems? Right. Like, randomly started telling me his problems. And I'm like, do we have counselor, like, on our forehead mm -hmm, sometimes? But be. I think that as we engage with people throughout the day, People just cling to us and, like, mm -hmm. perfect strangers want to tell us their deepest, like, information. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I think I think that it must be something in our spirits that just gives off that energy that says, like, I'm a helper or yeah. a healer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So, like, what else? Um, what else you want to know about you? Um, I love helping people. Mm -hmm. Like, any, any way, like, that I possibly can in my power or my will. I love helping people. Where do you think that started for you? Where do you think that you, you first, when can you remember like first having that feeling of, I want to help, I want to heal? Um, I would probably say even when I, as I sit back and think about it right now, I would um say probably when I was like 11, um, my great grandma was, mm -hmm. um, you know, she, she lived to be very old. My great grandma lived to be 103, but me and my cousins, we used to have to help take care of her, like changing her and, um, you know, bathing her, helping my grandma out who was taking care of her mom. So I think kind of like from there, I just kind of think I became kind of like a caregiver, like, you know, and even in the field, like I've been with, um, 
you know, all types of children with different type of, all like in mm -hmm. behavioral and mental health, but, you know, from ABA to um, youth, uh, like delinquents or um, adolescents with mental health inside of the um, hospitals and stuff like that. Um, those have always just been all my types of jobs, and I just court myself. As I said before, my bachelor's is in criminal justice. And you and Donna mm -hmm. shared it in common. Right. So I always wanted to be like, um, I remember I used to say I'm going to be a um, parole officer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I wanted to specifically be um, a juvenile delinquent mm -hmm. probation officer. So I, even though it's still, I branched off and I kind of like got into the behavioral health field. I even wanted, I almost, I applied, I almost went to nursing school. <laughs> like, I'm serious. I almost, before I got the MHSD, I had actually, like, applied and to community. I was going to start there. I was going to go to nursing school. But everything just come from, and it came from just my experience. At the time, like I said, I used to work into the, in the hospitals. I worked at Belmont mm -hmm. for five years as a um, tech, a mental health tech. Working there, so, you know, more so nursing, that's who mm -hmm. your superiors are and that type of setting or whatever. So, I wanted to be a nurse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I did. I thought I was wanted to be a nurse. Went through everything. Um, did my financial aid, all that. Boom. God blocked the door real quick. They told me, oh, you can't, you got some weird to default it wrong, something like that. Same mm -hmm. thing that, and a lot of us might go through that, who have been through that, that, that. That Perkins loan. <laughs> that Perkins loan to get you every time. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that wasn't what was meant for me. Not and we even talk a about journeys. We, right, yeah. we talk about journeys. Um, getting how we all got to Lincoln. Like mm -hmm. it was it was different. Everybody had a different journey or a different thing that was blocked mm -hmm. in order for us to get to where I feel like God wanted us to be. Mm -hmm. And I you know, it wasn't a year, but I went and I was like, let me uh I'm helping people. I think I want to kind of get into this uh, mental health. I'm already like in a mental health hospital. I think I want to get more into the behavioral health. So I think I want to do this and um, be like a BSC. That was always, I always just wanted to be a BSC. I don't know why. Um, and are you a BSC today? Yes, I am. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I am a BSC. But I, um, I think it was, you know, we all have done TSS and all of that mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I just think it was just, oh, it's always for me, like, what's the next level? Where else can mm -hmm. I go? And the TSS, I'm like, okay, this is all fine. I, I remember being an undergrad and just wanting a job. Mm -hmm. And, okay, I got my 60 credits now and I can go be a TSS worker. I remember going and doing all of that and, you know, becoming a TSS worker. But, all right, what's after this? Mm -hmm. So, you know, went back to school. That's where the MHSD came in. Not really knowing, you know, going into, okay, this is not science. Because there's a difference between a the difference arts and the science. between a master's in arts mm -hmm. and a difference mm -hmm. in master's in science. And it's a big difference, especially if you know where you want to go. Mm -hmm. And if you're just looking to get a master's and you want to be a supervisor or a director of an agency, if that's all you want to do, then that's fine. But if not, you're trying to get more clinical, you, of course, we all know we need that science. And I think that's something that, Nicole, that's probably one of the first, I don't want to call it a lesson, but one of the first conversations we had, she was like, this is different, you know? Like, this this science, masses of science is different than a masses of art. Mm -hmm. And not taking that away from anybody, you know, if you got your masses, like, shout out to y'all for getting it, but it's just, you know, it, it, it's, it's, a it's a difference. And mm -hmm. it, it, it'll take you different places. Mm -hmm. And th that's one thing that just even, um, 
just throughout the whole process with everything that we've all went through being in school during that time, just lessons learned. Like, um, you, you got to know when in this field, what I do know is you got to really want to do it. Like, you can't be in this just because, oh, you think they make some money, this and that. I remember, I couldn't you wait. You want to fail every time. If, yeah. you, if that's why you in it. If you think you in it for the money, money. you want to fail every time. It's, yeah. Because so. it, 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 some things is like, this. Not, I ain't even getting paid enough to do this. Mm-hmm. But you, you find yourself, when it's in your heart, mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. Even though we don't get paid enough to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You want to add something real quick? I saw, I saw you lean in. I thought you had no. something to add to the conversation. No. Um, I was thinking when you were talking about your um, your mental health, um, like, you know, we talk about our credentials and we talk about kind of what got us here to being helpers. But sometimes, and I always want to ask people, and only if you feel comfortable, have you, have you had your own mental health kind of uh, journey, like within yourself, outside of being a therapist, Right? Do you do you um, encourage other people to go to therapy? Have you ever sought out counseling mm-hmm. services, whether it was in grade school? Because we we forget about when we in grade mm-hmm. school, you go to the counselor's office and they help you with different things in college applications or maybe marriage counseling mm-hmm. or whatever type of counseling you know. Sure. Um, I I have um, I have been in counseling before. Um, even me and my husband, we went to marital counseling before even getting married. I think counseling is so important. I think a lot of our problems today, and it's not just with kids or youth or anything like that. It's with a lot of adults. People are not at all like paying attention or they're in denial about their mental health. Like it's mm-hmm. nothing wrong. We all have our crazy days, mm-hmm. our crazy moments. Like, but it's a matter of you even being able to identify it. For instance, I just had and I had to praise one of my clients a few weeks ago. That was something very, very hard for her to do. Um she's you know, she's of a I mean she's a teen or whatever, but she wasn't feeling right. And she called me herself, like, you know, Miss Nicole, um, I need to get on meds. And, you know, we went through everything I had to go, you know, we went through everything that we needed to go through to, you know, set Mm -hmm. up the med appointment or whatever. But even just during that session and I told her, I said, that was like a huge step that you even did. And I just want you to like know like that I'm praising you for that. Like that was huge for you to even call because mm-hmm. it wasn't always easy. Like I started working with this um, person during a pandemic via telehealth over screen. You're not, you know, that's just a little mm-hmm. bit different. Like, right. But that's, it, it took us a while to build a um relation a relationship and for her to even have like a positive report well for her to have a positive report with me because it was hard breaking that wall down. Mm-hmm. So her even coming to me and telling me that I thought that was something big and I think more people need to be open and honest with themselves. Cause there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I can't even put into words how and saying therapy is dope is not even enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um it and I often say this in a lot of episodes that therapy changed my life, right? Mm-hmm. Saved my life and changed my life. Not to the point that I was suicidal, but to the point that I wasn't living. Mm-hmm. And I think that people are comfortable and content with going about their days just how they are, but not realizing that they're not living. Mm-hmm. Because once you go to therapy and you start processing things out and start, like, that fog starts clearing out, then you can really live. Mm-hmm. Right? Then you can really be your best self, be your highest self. Mm-hmm. And I think that people miss out on life. Because they don't mm-hmm. go talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Because you rather 
pretend to be strong yeah. when it, on the inside you're crumbling and you you're missing you're missing mm-hmm. it you're missing your breakthrough you're missing your best life when you make the choice not to go get help or even when people make the choice not to go get help and they just begin like it doesn't it begins to turn into behavioral health mm-hmm. like because now you've abandoned the mental health so now it's you can't control yourself mm-hmm so you're doing, and it's not where people be like, "Oh shit, this person, uh, they crazy." Like, yeah, I mean, they didn't get there mm-hmm. just overnight. Crazy. They didn't wake yeah. up crazy. Then we had mm-hmm. this conversation. I, I just was telling Donna yesterday. She was telling me about a client, and I'm like, "How they get there? Mm-hmm. Like, you just don't mm-hmm. wake up there." Mm-hmm. So what? What did anybody miss? What? What? What didn't we follow through? What treatment plan didn't we follow? Mm-hmm. That got the person from A to F or mm-hmm. A to Z at this point. Like, and not even those who have treatment plans. I'm talking about the people that are just outside of our windows, outside of our doors, the people in our neighborhood, just people in our family who we know, um, friends that we know. Like, that we just you let... see people and you just don't want to, like, kind of, like, address it because you might be a little, um, you know, you might feel like, oh, that might embarrass them, whatever, like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so. It's mental health is real, mm-hmm. and I just wish more people would be accepting of it, and you know, just and call um, a spade a spade, yeah, like yeah. call a spade, like it's twenty twenty, the end of twenty twenty. This point, like at this point, after we survived twenty twenty, <laughs> call a spade right. a spade. Like I remember being a little bit younger, and my folks telling me about my 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 grandmom's husband who was like had a mental health issue, mm-hmm. and they're telling these stories. And I'm listening to my aunts and my uncles tell these stories. I'm just like, and nobody, mm-hmm. nobody thought that this man should be hospitalized. Nobody thought that y'all should call 911 at any point. Like, mm-hmm. y'all just did what this man asked y'all to do, even though y'all knew it was batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, one person. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, my fault. You know what I mean? Even, you know, and I just felt like we don't call a spade a spade enough. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't. And that's how it gets from A to whatever. Because we don't call a spade a spade when, when we're in it. And mm-hmm. it's a way to have a conversation. You don't have to come at the person. You right. come at them in love. But right. I think that we have to start calling a spade a spade. And and start, even with some people, start breaking those generational curses. Mm-hmm. Because you think that this is, oh, because, and that's one thing. Let me tell you something. That is even one thing that I learned in marital counseling. And I start and I and I when I was going to um uh, you know when we were going to premarital counseling I we were still in school mm-hmm. um so I'm learning but I'm learning in school I'm so also picking up um tips and things from you know our um, therapists or whatever and like um what was we saying I was kind of generational crisis. generational crisis yes and that was just one thing like that even you know. Just because, you know, even for me, for an example, my parents have been married 38 years. They still together. You know, came up in a two-parent home, whatever like that. Okay. Just because I seen how things was done with my parents, that doesn't mean going into my marriage. This is how we should do things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because everything is not, you know, um, nobody's perfect, but... Sometimes you begin like, and even going through one one thing I will say, even when you're going through like a mastering um, science level and course, like in school, mm-hmm. you begin to pick up on a lot of things that people that you would not have probably understood before you took this certain class mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So like, we gotta just break through, and um, I mean, I learned a lot. 
And I'm talking about I learned a lot in counseling because right. you have to be willing to learn. Like a person not willing to learn is or not even open to receive. Because I think sometimes I had a client one time, I had a family, and the dad had so much like stigmas already in so many stigmas already in his head. Like he didn't even want to sit on the couch. Mm. Like I had to legit go get a chair from another room to put in the room. So that he can feel comfortable because he's like, I'm not sitting on nobody's couch. I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. So even the, you know, when you're not even open to sit on a couch right. because of the stigmas. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of things we got to break through in the black community. So like, many, right. Mm-hmm. Like, shout out to him for even coming. But, bro, you, couch, you, I, need you to, I need you to get all those. You know, it's the therapist's job to break those stigmas. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's our job and our responsibility to be like, okay, this is what therapy really is. I know what you see on TV. I know what you heard. Um, and your family growing up, but this is how therapy really works. Mm-hmm. And I think that's our responsibility, too. And that's why we do the podcast, too, because it's not that deep. Right, right. For sure. Um, but, Nicole, before we jump into the next segment, um, the journey wouldn't be complete if we didn't talk about school a little bit. Um, touch on it. Can we touch on it? Um, Which part? What are y'all doing? No, we're not. We're not. We're not. <laughs> we're not. Oh, I might know, Nicole, since it's you said getting it. It's getting hot. It is getting hot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so one thing about school is that, and Donna touched on this last week, that there were, there were, we went to an HBCU, but there was a plethora of different personalities Mm -hmm. within the black, um, students that we were, that we were in the program with. Mm -hmm. Um, I look forward to Nicole being in class because Nicole was the, I don't want to say comic relief or class clown, but you brought, (laughs) you brought the positive energy a lot of days. Mm -hmm. If I can, if I can say that, like Mm -hmm. you brought that, we know if Nicole was there, we going to cut up a little bit. right. Right. Um, and it was going to like kind of take the pressure off of whatever we were, whatever we were going through. Um, so tell me about, and I guess we can go around the room since it's the latest episode. We gotta, we gotta have fun a little bit. Um, tell us about what's your favorite memory from school? Every Saturday morning. Um, every Saturday morning. <laughs> I, got, I got a few key memories in my head. No, wait a minute. Not every Saturday morning, but I, I, my funniest moments used to be like seriously. I had my laugh in um, Doctor Cottle's class. Um, wait a minute. Why no. are you saying it's so not serious? Not, not, not well. Yeah, I used to act up in there, and run his show as well. But um, <laughs> right. no matter Doctor Cottle, but. Dr. Mark. <laughs> I don't know why Nicole loves Dr. Mark so much. Shout out to Dr. Z, too. You know I love you both, but <laughs> Dr. Mark, I, I was his assistant. And picture this, y'all. Nicole standing in the front of the classroom. She's standing in the front of the classroom, taking role like she is the professor. Like Before he walks in. Before he even <laughs> walks in. Using yeah. the pen and everything. Like, yeah. she, like she the teacher. She just took over. And Dr. Mark... I think we learned uh, Dr. Mark place was like the the like take the chains off class. No, seriously. Like yeah. really like and there was a white professor, y'all. But his class would like take the chains off of whatever y'all thought y'all thought before mm-hmm. y'all got in my class. Mm-hmm. Let me challenge every thought that y'all had. And mm-hmm. he challenged everything. I mean, like just period. Just a whole different Mm-hmm. And we had them for two semesters. We yeah. No, two we had them for two years. I feel like we had. No, we, I we had them. We had our first year. We had Dr. Mark the first year. I, so yeah. that was my the first semester, and him. I think we had him the last semester. Did we have him three semesters? That was my first him. time meeting him. Oh, yeah. you didn't have the first. You didn't have the first place with him. Yeah, but so and and we can say this. I think it's the podcast. We can say what we need to say. Um, I had a. I, had, I don't want to call it an argument. Me and my cousin had a discussion 
um, about sex mm-hmm. a few a few months ago, mm-hmm. and I told her that our minds are so open now. Not that we are like open to do whatever sexually. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, y'all. I'm saying that because we serve as clients, and you never know what the client is going to present yeah. with. We have um, been exposed and educated on a lot of different things. So now sex is just sex. Like sex is mm-hmm. just like y'all want to talk about sex. Like we can talk about sex mm-hmm. because. It is what it is. Right. And I think we were so liberated in that class when it came to that taboo. Mm-hmm. I think that sex kind of has been a taboo um, to a certain extent. Like, where we don't talk about that. We, we can right. talk about this, but we ain't talking mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. I think in school, we talked about that and that mm-hmm. and that and that too, right? So I think that his class, when we say that he took the chains off, is like he prepared us to be able to sit across from any client that came mm-hmm. to talk to us about anything. Let me tell you something. And this, we keeping it real. We keeping it real. Keeping it real. So, I mean, I learned so much. And this is no offense to anybody. But even with, um, like, I would get, and I still, I, I really, I would get so grossed out, like, just on TV and stuff like that. Like, um, you know, when it would be the men, just sex, you know, same sex, sex stuff on TV. Yeah, same right. sex. And I just was like, oh, this is so inappropriate. Why are they putting this stuff on TV for kids? And, you know, just all of this. This was just my mindset, just being biased as heck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even before, once getting in his class, and, um, you know, even when I'm watching different stuff, and I, yeah, I, I ain't going to say his name, but um, I'm kind of like putting my husband on the spot real quick, but... He still can't watch stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, if he sees something, he's like, oh, he's mad. Like, you know, he can't even watch people out. Mm-hmm. He don't want to know about Uncle Cliff. Like, <laughs> but I enjoy Pete Valley by myself. And we mm-hmm. watch all the series together. But he couldn't get through Pete Valley. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But that's something, like, I feel like I, if he even took Dr. Work class, He'd have been with it. He'd be over all of that. that yeah, like, like not he, with it, but yeah. over it. Oh, he'll like, be over, over it. it. He'll be able to, uh, like, you'll be able to do it. Like, it gets deep, and it's so crazy, and I know this sounds crazy um, saying this, but just as a therapist, I feel comfortable enough, and you have to be able to understand it and be able to say stuff like this. But I, um, it's kind of like even for, there are kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, it's just the reality of what it is. There are kids. Who already know, and that's what they want to do, and that's their life. And you know, we learned with the lady from um, Chop. You that was a funny day. That was a funny day. <laughs> but Sierra can tell that story on own. But <laughs> the stories that that lady shared with us, you would be surprised. And even with the ages where these kids are coming mm-hmm. in, and they're like, "I'm ready to change this." And that's why we say it's not for everybody. We yeah. talk about the money. Like it's not the money. It it don't it don't equal up, right? Mm-hmm. But but when you have a heart for the kids, like when you can sit with a kid that is experiencing or wants to um, experience these types of things, we're prepared for mm-hmm. it. And and I think that to your point, you gotta have your heart in it. Right. Um, Donna, what's your favorite memory of school? I feel like I loved every part of school, y'all. I really did. But Nicole playing Candy Crush Child. throughout the entire day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The you entire. Addicted? But this is the thing, right? She'd be playing Candy Crush, but then answer questions. Like, she yeah. was paying attention the I whole time. <laughs> She'd been listening, but still playing Candy Crush the whole 
time. I probably got five videos in my mm -hmm. phone of Nicole playing mm -hmm. Candy Crush. They used to catch me all the time. But you were still and answering questions, so it never mattered. And I'd be serious, too. <laughs> you do be serious about your Candy Crush, but I think we had so many different dope memories throughout the semester. It's kind of hard to pinpoint. I feel like I had to. Th I should have thought about this beforehand, but just the lightheartedness that Nicole brought to, to our program was just, it was so needed. Because when you in class, y'all, therapy and counseling bring so much out of you. Even when you mm -hmm. learning something in the back of your mind, it's going to trigger something. You're going to remember mm -hmm. something. It's going to relate to you, your family, things you've experienced in some way, regardless. Mm -hmm. Every every single class, no matter mm -hmm. what it is, especially, you know, we went to a HBCU. We were black students. We live in black communities and we service black kids. So mm -hmm. we had some aspect of our life to touch, whether it was personally or with work or something that we grew up on um, or something that we... Um, kind of experienced in school so right. um every single class was so kind of it, it could be heavy mm -hmm. so we needed that mm -hmm. um we needed a cold personality and y'all y'all getting a little bit of it on the show but this ain't nothing <laughs> this, <laughs> ain't, this nothing ain't nothing compared yes. to what we had yes. okay yes. we we sharing a little bit yeah. of her with y'all just a little bit but she ours <laughs> what about you tell me about your memory I'm so, look see look here i come what about your memory no, i was Sarah? looking at her face like <laughs> You got um, all the memories. No, my favorite memories are our lunch. Like we had some good lunch dates. Mm -hmm. Can we can we agree to that? Yeah. Like we had some Especially we had some special really. lunch dates. Um so lunch was always a, a good thing. I think Nicole, I'm gonna tell this story, but it's important that I tell this story. Mm -hmm. Um Nicole probably don't want me to tell it, but I'm gonna tell it anyway. Oh, uh -oh. Shucky, I don't think I was there. I must oh, I wasn't was there. there. You was there. It nope. was a one, two, and three. Oh There's I was three. there. So we were debating about something in school, and at one point, you know, when you're in a program with people for two years, you want to beef at some point. You want to have issues. Oh man! Um, so Nicole had it. We I don't even what, I don't even know what we were beefing about originally. I think what what days? It, it was a vote. It was a vote about something, something we wanted to do um, for class. I'm gonna tell them it was something <laughs> we wanted to do for class, and um, oh, the vote was off, and the vote. Seem to be off in a certain direction. First of all, I was no. Let me, tell my story. let me tell my story. Let me tell my story. my honeymoon. And so Nicole <laughs> calls out me, Donna, and another young lady in the class and says, "You, you, and you." It was all good until you, you, and you said something. Right in front and of the so, whole class. The whole class. So you know, out. me and Nicole both from North Philly. Nicole, you know, I was like, "What's up, that Nicole?" Is this hilarious. So I said, "Nicole, let me uh, let's let me talk to you outside because I love Nicole. Like y'all gotta understand, I love Nicole. We in the summertime now, right? So mm -hmm. we already did a year of school. We're in the summertime. Our program was two years long. That's so we're in the summertime. So I was like, "Let me highlight you outside, Nicole." <laughs> and we legit squashed whatever beef we had right outside the classroom. And I'm telling you now that Nicole is my sis. Like yeah. we go to Nicole house. And like that fire. <laughs> like the fire. The fire pit. The fire pit. Excuse and, me. <laughs> and we just chill. And so I but I said I tell that story to say that, and we talked about this before, like self-silencing mm -hmm. and kind of just going along with whatever happens. Mm -hmm. If I didn't pull Nicole out of class that day and we didn't have that discussion mm -hmm. in the hallway, I don't know if we would have been mm -hmm. as tight as we are now because it kind of probably would have kept going. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. The beef probably would have kept going when it we really at the end of the day didn't handle beef with each mm -hmm. other. I don't know what the circumstances were surrounding it, mm -hmm. but because me and Nicole had a conversation that day, we can call each other sisters now. So I and think we that hugged and made we up. hugged and made up that same moment. Right, that did. Yep. Um, so I think it's important to address the issue if you're calm enough, if you're mature mm -hmm. enough, right then and there, because we weren't about to fight. Mm -mm. I just wanted to have a conversation with you right. outside, away from the audience, away from people that mm -hmm. might have, you know. Had something else to say in the moment. 
Um, but I think it's important that we we speak up, and that's a right. that's a that's an example of me speaking up, Donna. Y'all right. gotta give me it that because y'all always talk about it, I don't say nothing. Yeah, right. But you know, the North Philly came out of you. The North Philly came out of me, but it wasn't. But I didn't want to fight. Right, Nicole, you. Thank you, Nicole. Nicole should have been here. Nicole, she these. don't always speak up, but I, I let her have it that time. She definitely did speak up because you know what I did. I was just like, oh, I ain't about, like I'm so like nonchalant. I'm like, I don't know who she was really talking to, but <laughs> I'm just gonna keep on about my business. It didn't matter to me none. But I give you that credit. Okay, Thank that you. was two years ago, but <laughs> okay, sis. All right. Well, yes. I think you know what I think it is. Something has to really, really bother me for me to speak up. Like when Doctor Whispers said what she said about HBCUs. Mm-hmm. I'm looking back on Anel, she probably wasn't wrong. In Whoa, what, she said. what did she? Oh, Doctor. When she was like, I could be somewhere. She could be teaching at. She said she could be teaching at Penn, but she here with us at Lincoln, like like giving back, like 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 we a charity like, case. Like, but barrel. do you understand where she was coming yeah, I understand from? Now? Okay, but in the moment, right? Don't disrespect no HBCUs. Yes. Yeah. Right. And I had to say something because I was bothered. Yeah. But I get what she was saying now. Mm-hmm. Looking back on it two years later, yeah. Because listen, y'all. She went in her bag. She's ready to fight this bitch. <laughs> like, what you trying to say? Like, it was crazy. I thought, uh-oh. All right, no more good. stories. No more stories. All right, we done. All right, so let's jump into our next segment. Don't believe the hype. Don't, don't, don't believe the hype. <laughs> don't, 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 don't believe the hype. All right, y'all. So, our um, our myth this week is that mental health problems are uncommon. I think people think that mental health is like taboo and like not something that people suffer with or deal with every day. And so, I think when you say suffer, it seems like oh, they're suffering. But mental health problems are very, very common, mm-hmm. right? And it's not. I think people may have been seeing it more with twenty twenty and with COVID, but People think that mental health is, you know, uh, addiction mm-hmm. or mental health has to be um, schizophrenia or personality disorder. Mm-hmm. But mental health is depression. Mental health is anxiety. Mental health is having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Mental health is just dealing with your, your own thoughts and feelings on, on an everyday basis, right? Mm-hmm. Dealing with disappointments. Just understanding and being able to process your emotions, mm-hmm. right? Because we all know that we're all about mental wellness here. And um, one of the big goals that Sarah always talks about is, you know, simple minds. And being, you know, that mental health can be simple, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, you know, a panic disorder or personality disorder or addiction. It doesn't have to be that. But it can be the trauma that mm-hmm. we have dealt with in, in our relationships, in our parenting, in our, you know, in our lives, or mm-hmm. just dealing with something that someone says to us. Because Sarah, you know, Dr. Whisper said she could, she'd rather be at a, at <laughs> Penn than an HBCU. Right. And, and what, what did that do for it you? It triggered my... It triggered um, you, right? It triggered me. Right, it triggered you. And why did that trigger you? Because it's something that happened maybe in your childhood, dealing with me. Don't make me feel less than. Don't make exactly. me feel less than. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't make you feel less than because now your mind is going. But this is this is that's common. Mm-hmm. That's a com- that's something common. It's and it's it's mental wellness. And people think, oh, mental health, oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Um I can't like you know, it's so it's so um in need of medication or or you know, it, it's not that. It's not that you need to have medication. It's not that you Because you might not even need medicine. Right. You might you, just need to talk. Right. You might talk therapy is, you know, a very common form of therapy. Talk therapy is something that, you know, is common. We do every day and 
it's it's the most common form of, of therapy um that you can use and they cut enough in here y'all <laughs> but um that's that was our myth of the week um what you want to ask this about dismantling the thought that mental problem mental health problems are are um, uncommon and just to add to that because y'all know i always got a stat one in four people in the world i was are just about to say <laughs> that's what i'm about to say well, you, you about to say one in four people one um, in four one in four um affected by mental health at least at least one mm-hmm. and it's we, probably more in the black community it is like, can, more because than we it do, is. it's probably more than one in four in the black community because we see so much trauma mm-hmm. and have to go through so much trauma that you can't tell me that it's not it, it gotta be like Three out of four black people have a mental illness. Like, or four out of four. It's so many people, and like you just even just saying it, even in the black community. But um, even like dealing with in the black community, um, you see, you know, just with all, and I'm touching on like a crisis that we're in in Philadelphia. Like, just mm-hmm. with all the um, the murder rate and the crime and all of this stuff going on. And I don't know if this is factual. But this is just even just off of my observation, just off of what I be feeling, you know, just being in the field or whatever like that and then seeing what's going on. You have, I don't now, you know, and this is a myth or we kind of like the answer. This may be good. Okay. So, you, I remember at a time, you know, everybody wanted to um, get, put their child like, oh. I'm going to get a check for my mm-hmm. child. I'm mm-hmm. going to get a check. Mm-hmm. You know, going there and act, going the, there and act like, mm-hmm. like this. And we're talking about in the early 2000s and stuff like that. Who do you think these kids are now? First of all, these parents put those kids through any, any anything that they had to do to have support and document that their child had mental health. Now, you're putting things on a child before. You, you're putting this on them because mm-hmm. they didn't. Now, did somebody make, did they make, did some of them may have a few behavior issues? Yes. But now it's become mental mm-hmm. because now you've let these, um, you've thrown them into, you know, these different institutions. They're getting drugged up. And now they come out in the world. There's no plan. Mm-hmm. Nothing set up. Now you, you release criminals from jail and you make them go into a halfway house and this and that. But then you got where they throw these kids back out of the system. With nothing, with no support, nothing. no medication management, with no med management, anything, and then we want to know why we're in this um this opiate mm-hmm. um crisis, crisis, right. or this crime crisis, or this pandemic, or this, yeah. or this mental health. Dispor- when you look it's disproportionately at- affecting black people yeah. in general, right? And people don't, and what I feel like a lot of people don't get is that it is, it's always going to be a disproportionate amount of you know affecting black people. Then you throw COVID in there. Mm-hmm. COVID affects more black people. How? We only, what, 15% of the population? Mm-hmm. How does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. And it, then, it makes sense, though, when you figure we don't have access to good health care. We don't have health insurance, right? Right. Black people. Good health insurance. Because right. even if you got a job, you got to look at people that have jobs, that have just high school diplomas. Their jobs are not offering mm-hmm. um, health care. Yeah. So then do I have to pay for it out of my little bit of paycheck mm-hmm. that I have? I go get on Obamacare, and that was taking another hundred something dollars out of my account that I don't have. Right. So I walk around uninsured because... There's no other, I mean, it's no other way. Not. So I go to the free clinic and you get what? I'm not saying free clinics don't give you good health care. I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? Like, what are our options at this point? Like, and when, we, when, we're, when it's been systemic that we mm-hmm. don't we don't finish high school, we don't, you know what I mean? We don't go to college. We don't have this access to stuff. What, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that's like a good question. And to me, it's like when you see all of this, it just even if it's any young people who's listening to what you're saying, like you just preach right now. You just preach. They should take that and take a heed to it. We got to do better. Mm-hmm. Like we have to do better. It's only but so much like that, you know, you can't sit and depend and wait for everybody to do something. And I'm not saying, but it is a way where it does, where everybody has the means to make mm-hmm. a difference. We have to just do better. Right. And it but just, I, I think that too, that when I look at the system, right, and we're all social workers at this point, mm-hmm. right? Right now, today, we can say we're all social workers. Um, what bothers me is that there are not people that look like us in other positions, Right. So when I say the therapist, the 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 people that make decisions about these children and where they go, where they get mm-hmm. placed, and and like they don't look like us, mm-hmm. so you can't identify with these kids because you don't look like yeah. them, right? And so I have kids that I know can finesse Becky, Me and too. and yeah. I'm not trying to play nobody right now on our podcast, but okay. can finesse somebody that does not look like mm-hmm. us, that doesn't have our same color mm-hmm. of our skin, right? And, and can finesse them and get out the system or get out of a program real quick when you're not ready, right? And I'm experiencing that now. And it's like, we have to. And my challenge is that we get more people that look like us to get in those positions to help these kids because they're they're going to keep losing. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep losing because they don't have their best interest at her. We care about these. We got a real heart for these kids, right? Yeah. And I was telling Donna the other day, like, I don't, I don't know why I love these kids so much. Mm-hmm. Like, they... But I just feel like we, we have to save them. And I know we can't save the world, but there has to be more people in position to help these kids um, get through and overcome what they're going through. Because mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that they are facing is not their fault, yeah. right? But now that they're in it, who who's going to save them? Who's going to pull them up out of it? Right. Well, hopefully it's us. Right. And, mm-hmm. and just like there's a disproportionate amount of people who are suffering from it, there's also a dispro- disproportionate amount of... African American or colored therapists, whether they're you know minority um, therapists mm-hmm. as well, you know they're not as many people. Not to say that again, other people can't help them, but right. if you want somebody who looks like you, who may have you know experienced something similar, mm-hmm. um, there's not a lot. Of, it's not as many of us as it is of them. And um, like even shout out to Dr. Wiley, but <laughs> y'all know you and Donna and whoever else is probably listening that was in class with us, y'all might laugh. But y'all know me on Tuesday, I'll be running out of Dr. Uh, Wiley's <laughs> class because I have to get home and be settled by 9 o'clock. <laughs> this is us comes on. And I swear I used to be talking to them and I'll be telling the class about what the episode was. No, 20 seconds time out. Nicole had to always give us a reality TV and sitcom and exactly. reference to every no, update. She had to tell us what's going on every episode. But she also had a reference no matter what we was talking about. She was like, oh, because that was the same thing like on this show. She had a reference to every type of therapy, intervention, situation. <laughs> They laughing at me, but if y'all watch, like, For My Mean and stuff, like, Dr. Joffrey, that's Dr. Watley's um, colleague. And mm-hmm. they both interviewed for that position be so to be the therapist. That's all it needs to be on TV. Yeah. So, like, this is, I I had my backup. They knew I had the uh, reference to go behind it. Dr. Watley's <laughs> like, yeah, that's my home point. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Even in This Is Us, I don't know who's watching This Is Us, but I'm, like, living for This Is Us right now. And I be thinking about, I think about Dr. Wally, like, every week when I'm watching him because I think about how he's running out of his class. But I also used to be already preparing him. Like, Dr. Wally, this is deep. It's just, <laughs> it's just getting, I mean, counseling is needed so 
bad in his family, this and that. I was seeing it already. Look now. Uh, since last season, which, uh, Randall has been seeing a therapist. He finally had realized he needed to see a therapist. Everything that's changing in the world, this season, he needed to see a therapist like him. A black therapist. Somebody who's going to understand them. And I'm, this is not, I'm not playing no race or anything like that. But it I mean, is this is black a, and therapy, so. Yeah, we can so, be black. We can be black and be black. We can be black. Okay. Yes. But we, we need more black therapists. And I just encourage any young people listening, anybody, you feel like you like helping people, go back to school because we need to be in this position. We not going to help ourselves. Nobody's going to help us like we're going to help ourselves. Facts and on facts. The the numbers of um, African Americans, you know, because before depression and uh, mental health, oh no, you didn't see black people and say, oh, that's that's um, only white people go through that. Well, no, we are too busy trying to cover it up mm -hmm. and underneath and all trying to hard. Yes, there's a lot of un, like hurt people who need healing. Mm -hmm. We need to be here to help them. So, shout out to the black therapists. Shout out to the black therapists. Yeah. We, we making moves in this joint. And we need more people to, to be black therapists. Um, anything else you want to add to the myth? I think we busted that myth yeah, real, real good. Quick. <laughs> we busted that myth real good. All right, Nicole. This is my favorite segment. I don't know if you're going to like it. Donna hates it. It's my least favorite segment, but you know, but I'm getting accustomed to it. This is my favorite segment. It's Truth Is. What's your truth? Oh, God. <laughs> she puts me on a spot. My truth be. is that I am who I am. Talk about that. I said that last night on a... Um, I was interviewed last night mm -hmm. about being your authentic self and being true to yourself. So when you say, I am who I am, what does that mean? Because you, you are unapologetically Nicole. Yeah. So talk so, about that. Okay. <laughs> like, I am who I am. Like, you know, I... You know... I may sometimes, you know, they always they laugh, and I was like, you know, I may be loud sometimes and funny. Sometimes, you know, right? Sometimes. I was thinking sometimes. Okay. But no. at the end of the day, um, can I? Can I? Go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. What is? I it? just want to stop right there. Just put a, a nickel in the meter. Not like five seconds. It's hard to help the person that always makes you happy. Does that make sense? It's hard to, to help, help the person that makes you happy, right? Nicole is our person. Like, I can call Nicole if I need to just go sit on her deck. I think mm -hmm. I've done it a couple times. Like, Nicole, I just need to come sit. Yeah. Um, but when Nicole, when your, when your grandma passed, it was hard to help Nicole yeah. because she was the person that gives yeah. us joy. Yeah. And she and, and when she says she's loud and she's funny, that's, that's her. She's always that. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to help the person that gives you that energy back. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah, I guess so. But it's just all... It's like, like I just said, like I am who I am, but you know, I have, you know, we all have our little sides and, mm -hmm. you know, she already shared where I, I might, I do my impulse control. I'm working on it, mm -hmm. but I'm working on it, but that's some things that I had to identify and realize over the year. But and that's I'm a part of your truth. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't never try to go like whenever, like even wherever I go, you know, I, I believe anybody who just met me, everybody going to say they got like that same 
first impression. Mm -hmm. Like, I am who I am. I don't be trying to, you know, I can... We can all, you know, I can code switch. I know how to act now. <laughs> Take me out. I know how to act. But, um, I, you know, I just, I guess I am who I am. I, I, I do not like fake. Like, I, I can't stand fake. Like, and like, they, you know, the girls just even said, like, we had our moments, but you know it comes right back in. And but she was really in that moment. That's how she felt. And so when Nicole said she's not fake, like you was legit feeling the type of way in that moment. Yeah. And so you gonna call out who needed to call out yeah. in that moment, like it's y'all. And let me just say this: I was still like it was. Don't make no excuses. About to be summer too. <laughs> it was summer too, and they wanted to be coming to class extra days. And I'm like, listen. We're not doing it. So, yeah, it had to be you, you, and you. <laughs> it, we had it fine. She's but like, it also wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't just, just them either. We're not going to put not them people out there. Okay. It wasn't. But it wasn't just us. But we, you know, it's all love. But I think Nicole's truth is really true. Like, Nicole mm -hmm. is authentically... And y'all seen Nicole in my, my pics and my videos. Nicole is, like, a supporter of the, everything Dare to Hope. Yeah. She's yeah. a supporter okay. of... And, and, and when you say you can't... You can cold switch. I'll take Nicole and Donna anywhere with me. Mm -hmm. Like, because we can be at the hood bar. And then we can be at the mayor's inauguration ball and still fit in. So, I think right. I'll take these two with me wherever I go. We know how to act. Um, because... Yeah, and it's not even no. It's just knowing, like it's yeah. just being true mm -hmm. again, being true to yourself, mm -hmm. like and knowing where you are and just being true to yourself. So I, I agree a hundred percent with your truth, sis. I, I that is the truth about you. Yeah, cause she is the truth. Oh, and then she said, "Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want me to go first, Donna? Or you want me to? You want to? You know what? Let because... me go quick, cause I'm. Let me go first, cause I'm be quick, cause okay. y'all know this ain't this ain't my favorite. But you know what? I've realized this week that my truth is. That me being busy don't equal me being productive. Because I've been busy <laughs> all week, y'all. I've been so busy. But then when I look at my to-do list, I'm like, but what pro what did I do that was productive? Busy do not equal productive, y'all. And when I tell you, my birthday was Monday. Ooh, that, that's I took off of work Monday and Tuesday. But no, no. Sis was like, I'm going to take off Monday, Tuesday. And this other day, she's like, I'm going to take off Friday, too. I'm like, so you just not going to work all week. <laughs> it was my birthday, so... But listen, I had so much, so many things that I needed to do to be productive. And let me tell you, I was busy, y'all. But busy don't equal productive. And I think that sometimes we just glorify being so busy. I'm so busy. I'm booked and busy. Everybody got so much to do. But it's like, were you productive or what, what, what was you doing? Was you just doing busy work? And I, felt, I found myself realizing that I was so busy all week. Thank God it's Friday. Not that, not that my week is ended because we got to be up bright and early tomorrow. Um... But I realized that I can't be um, I, busy doesn't equal productive. Just because I got a lot of stuff to do don't mean that, you know, I'm being productive with it. So that's my short and sweet one, y'all. I ain't got I ain't got no uh, nothing deep to say this week. And, and you know what else? Even just piggybacking off of it. And sometimes, like, you could be, like, when you say that, because to me it sounds like... Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes we can't complete everything. The to-do right. list. But we did, you know, you put effort. Like, and that's one thing that I have worked um, 
And my, you know, some days, and even speaking with, even with Sierra, Sierra had a busy, crazy week this week. And we actually had this conversation. And this was not knowing, this was the beginning of it. And when I seen her on Monday, and you was like, whew, I'm just, I've been running And I said, you know what? You just overwhelmed right now. It's fine. Because you just had, you know, had a little rough patch. But I told her that day. Do your good outweigh your bad. Mm-hmm. And as long as the good outweigh the bad, then, you know, sometimes we just got to take a deep breath and slow down. Everything is not, and that's one thing that I think I learned even just in school and protecting my mental health, period. I can't do what I can't do. Mm-hmm. And that's what work and everything. They was joking with me the other day, like, when do you be, what do you be, you do you be, Yes, I do. But people say the same I, thing I think to that's, us. That's, that's the truth, though. Like, and people do say the same thing mm-hmm. to us. Um, Sherry spent every day. Because you know he be working, but... Yeah. Right, like, he I be working. Every day. I, I work every day. Every day. But you. to your point, I think... Even today, I told my supervisor, like... I did a lot in these mm-hmm. last five days. Like, I, this I cannot do mm-hmm. today. Like, and I'm... And do whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. But this I can't do today. Mm-hmm. And I can't you, do what I can't do. And when you be honest like with that. that, like... I can't do what I can't do. I think people... Or accepting of it, like, okay. Yeah, and even just me as a supervisor, I actually told one of my workers today, it's Friday. Like, and you don't realize how, just even what I said to that person, that just was like, and it was like, thank you so much. Like, I told my worker, I said, it's Friday. Mm -hmm. We'll pick back up and we'll do this on Monday. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes you got to even just think about what the next person is going through. Like, even when you're in leadership, like, when you're in a position of leadership, like, just don't abuse it. Mm-hmm. No, you need to do this. No. I could have been telling this person that, and I could have destroyed their whole weekend. Mm-hmm. And then they coming back Monday, and Stress they're giving me sloppy work, work or whatever, or however it goes. Mm-hmm. So we just right. got to be considerate of others at all times. At all and times. No I think you, you posted that, too. Be kind, because what's the other way? You didn't post it? Somebody posted it. It was like be, I, my friend Kim. She's like, be kind because what's the other, what is the, uh, what's the right. alternative? What is the be alternative? Kind. Right. Be kind. Be kind. Exactly. Right. So uh-huh. tell us about your truth because you, you be so, having the good ones. So my truth is this, and I really just realized this today, that I am nothing apart from people helping me. Um, I had a busy week at work. Like I had, so I got written up. Mm-hmm. I didn't even tell you that, Nicole, because mm-hmm. you would be angry at me getting written up. But I got written up because I didn't complete something. Um, when I had to, and it's hard juggling, it's hard juggling work and who I am. So it's hard juggling mm-hmm. both. Like when you had to do everything. Um, but what I realized today is that, so I had to do, I had to do a bunch of stuff this week so that I could be back in where I need to be, mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, but it was a hard week because I, I had to do a bunch of stuff by today. I got it all done. Mm-hmm. But what I realized is that I am nothing without the team. Mm-hmm. So we had to teach tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I legit had no time to do a PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Like, literally running from this place to that place to that place to that place to that. And Donna did it. Donna woke up this morning and was like, I'll just do the PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Um, even our conversation we had on Monday, I knew what I knew what this week was going to entail. Mm-hmm. And our conversation we had that day gave me some energy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, apart from the people that support me, I feel like I'm nothing. Like, mm-hmm. I can't accomplish it without support of a team. And I'm kind of in a place where now I'm re- I'm 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 able to relinquish that need to be in control mm-hmm. of everything, right? right? Because even though I wanted to do the PowerPoint, 
I can't do the PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. So now I got to trust Donna to do the PowerPoint because we have, at the end of the day, in the beginning of the morning, we got to teach tomorrow at 9.30. Mm-hmm. 9 o'clock, matter of fact. 9 o'clock, Well, come on now, Pastor. You already know. You got to teach at 9 o'clock, right? Right. Right, but I have to do everything through God's power and, yeah. and strength and, and then the people that are around me. Mm-hmm. But I have an issue with control, Nicole. Mm-hmm. And we talk about that, like, literally every episode. But today I realized that Donna got it. Mm-hmm. Nicole said that my good outweigh my bad. Mm-hmm. I can do only what I can do. So I'm going to do everything that my supervisor asked me to mm-hmm. do. But this other two things right here, sis. Gotta, yeah. I did every other thing you asked me to do. I'm tired. Like, I don't have nothing else to give to this. Mm-hmm. Like, give me another couple days. Right. You know what I mean? And to your point, you're saying it's 10 year worker. It's Friday. Like, and she gave me that same grace. Like, yo, you did good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, I, again, being honest with what you can and mm-hmm. can't do. I did all of this, but this I can't. Yeah. Um, and so I, I realized that that's my truth. I realized that I need help, mm-hmm. and I am relinquishing my need to be in control of everything because I need help with some things. Mm-hmm. Round of applause for you for that. Okay. Ooh, yes, relinquish that. Cause mm-hmm. I just uh, like even I just encourage like I'm encourage therapy, therapy, therapy. If oh, you need it, please get it. Wait, we not. This not the end of the episode. We got one more oh. segment. Nicole, oh. try and leave. She said she got to she got a hot day. She got a hot day. I was eight. looking at the time. I thought it was five more minutes. No, no, no. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> nobody do, nobody give you a countdown. <laughs> All right. So this is our final this is our final no, um segment though, right? Yeah, it is. Our final segment is called two minute sessions or can we talk? So our two-minute sessions today, um, somebody asks us about goals and having time on their goals. So for our two-minute sessions today, we're going to talk to Nicole, Donna, and myself about having grace with your goals. So, Nicole, talk about grace with your goals. Um, I, well, there is, there's no time on when and how you complete things. Um, I, I actually, you know, my... I, I feel like I ran late with doing a lot of little different things, but just, I don't know, like, I'm a real spiritual type of person or whatever like that, and, like, I, I don't find, like, I don't, how can I, I'm trying to explain, like, you know, I don't try to base off of what someone else is doing right now at that time, and that's not saying that I can't get that, because I know. And just from where I've started from and where I am right now, I know that I can go after and accomplish anything that I want to. Mm-hmm. So I'm very patient when it comes to getting things. I might be anxious inside, you know, and, you know, driving myself a little crazy, but I'm able to, like, check myself, bring it back, like, listen, my thing, you know, uh, like, pray about it. Mm-hmm. And that's just how, like, you know, I try not to, like, what Donna was even just saying earlier, like, she felt like she had a busy but non-productive week. No, you had a busy, productive week, but it may, you might not have hit everything, but you I'm some just, stuff. yeah. Right. Donna, you wanna, want me to go first, or you want to go? So, grace mm-hmm. and goals. Um, And I kind of touched on this last week. Nicole, I have anxiety, and I think I shared this with you about turning 34, because I don't have any kids yet, and I don't have a mm-hmm. potential <laughs> husband. <laughs> Grace with goals, right, though? But, like, where? what do I have? Right? I have a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I'm going to still get a lot, like, in, in the midst of how I feel about being anxious about that. But grace with goals is that, you know, you're not going to accomplish everything mm-hmm. when you want to. And and then what our plans are, are not necessarily God's plans. And I don't know who, you know, believes how we believe or not, but that's something that you have to take into account for, like, we may want a lot of stuff. We may we may want plans and write mm-hmm. um, vision boards and say all this good stuff, but God's plan is always better than our plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about you wanted to go be a nurse and you got stopped because of your financial mm-hmm. aid. Um, I was trying to be on school board and didn't get it, but if I would have got the school board, I would have missed my quick mm-hmm. admit day for Lincoln. Right, right. You know what I mean? So God puts pauses and stops on things because he could see... And I always say that it's like God is in a hot air balloon. Mm-hmm. So while we're down here, we can only see but so much, but mm-hmm. God can see can all the way to the mm-hmm. end. And and we miss that. And so I think grace with goals is write your goals down, pursue your goals, you know, become who you want to become, but give yourself that grace that mm-hmm. this might not be the plan for your life. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Because God's plan or or if you universe or whatever else y'all want to say is always better than what we can yes. conceive in our own minds. Yeah. Because I thought I was just going to be on the school board and that was going to be it. Mm-hmm. But God was like, no, I need you to get this master's. I need right. you to be a therapist. I need you right. to do this, this, and this. And then maybe we can circle mm-hmm. back to this school mm-hmm. board thing. You know what I mean? And for you, you can might even be a nurse one day, but I need you to do this first. Right. So. Right. And it all goes together. Too. Right. Yeah, y'all definitely hit it on the head with with um, with the grace, and I definitely should have extended myself a little bit more grace this week, mm-hmm. especially since it was my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I'm, that's something that I definitely struggle with, but I would definitely tell somebody that, um, y'all already know that I've recognized last week and and in previous years that, um, we are not our accomplishments, right? We talked Mm -hmm. about that last week. Um, but even in your accomplishments, give yourself grace because I think a lot of times we put times on things like, like I got this by this Mm -hmm. age or I've done this at Mm -hmm. this age. It's kind of like, and y'all know y'all see those social media posts floating around that says like, you know, being a homeowner at 50 or, you know, we talked about, um, Kamala Harris just recently Mm -hmm. getting married. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to have grace with ourselves because, um, I think a reason why we don't have it is because there's so much comparison and we know comparison is a thief of joy and we can't compare, um, our lives to other people. We also cannot, use these you know these stereotypes of the world in in our lives all the time right so we we think we should be this by this age and this we have to kind of Mm -hmm. break those myths too it's not a mental health myth necessarily but we have to break those myths of Mm -hmm. you know going to college when you 18 getting out in four years having a master's by this certain age is such an accomplishment Mm -hmm. you know we got masters in our 30s right well maybe i was 29 all right, and I, <laughs> and I but, got you know both minds in my thirties. Right, exactly. That's how late it was. Right, but it's not. You know, we we have to give ourselves grace and realize that God God's timing is everything. You know, it's it's not about us. It's not it's not mm-hmm. our timing at all. It's all about God's timing. So, um, I think y'all hit it on the head with that, and I definitely think that anybody listening to us, you know, dealing with feeling like they, you know, they're rushing or they're not able to provide themselves grace. Um, you know, give give yourself a little bit of a little bit of kindness. Treat yourself with um with kindness when you're when you're pursuing your goals and realize that um everything is not about timing. Mm-hmm. It's only in God's timing, not your yeah. own. Well, that's about it for our episode today. That's it. Our seventh episode. 
for season one. We're closing it out. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I, can't wait. I hope you guys had me back on season two. Like, oh, of course. I really enjoyed it. We want y'all to have fine. a dope holiday. Yes, for I sure. think we're going to enjoy our families um, in the coming weeks. Be safe. Donna? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know oh. <laughs> we want y'all to be safe. We want y'all to like, mask up. We know that the mandate in Philly is, is, is going into effect today. Just be careful. Like, COVID is real, y'all, and we don't want anybody to, to succumb to it, right? We want people to overcome it. So, mask up. Do what y'all got to do. Wash your hands. Hand sanitize. Mm -hmm. Clean the house, right? Um, and look forward to us in the new year. It'll be my birthday. Yes. yes. Well, yes. I can't It'll wait. Can I come birthday. on that day, too? Our first, you can come on, Nicole. Ooh, you can yes. come. You can come our first episode. Uh-oh. Y'all um, ready? Let, let the people speak. Y'all want to see Nicole? What's the date? My birthday is the 13th, so oh, okay. we'll be dropping probably that week, probably. Because it'll be over, um, New Year's Eve will be done, and let's see what the date's looking like. The first is on a Friday, the 8th is, yeah, so we'll do the 8th. Okay, because I'm going to be out of town that day. Uh, the 15th. Yeah. Okay, so the 8th, <laughs> the 8th we'll record, and we'll do, we'll be back the 8th. All right. Yep. Oh, and I'll we'll, be No, matter of fact, we'll be back the 11th. We'll drop That's on the, the 11th. Mm -hmm. The 11th is the Monday, so we'll be, we're going to record on the 8th and be back on, um, the 11th. Yes, okay. in 2021. So we want to thank everybody. I need to tell Rich to come here real quick because he's he's like uh, my brother lets us record in his um, apartment um, every week. <laughs> we bother him and he sets it up for us and he yes. provides us with uh, yes. what we need to make. Yes. make the what we do out, Richard. Um, so we want to thank Rich for uh, being a part of it, and we want to thank everybody who listened to season one. Don, the season yes. one is done. You girls are, like, so decent. Nicole Thank you. We appreciate out. you so You want to say anything much. to the people, uh, Donna? I thought you was about to say Nicole. I was, but mm -mm. I caught myself. Dang. Listen, we, we thank y'all. We thank y'all so much. We thank Nicole so much. We thank all of our guests for season one. Um, we had a really, really, really dope season between me and Sarah and our guests. All of our help. You know, we switched up locations a bit. Um, you know, going through, you know, fall time in Philly and COVID and, you know, um, celebrating all of our small wins, but we're going to celebrate today. We are so thankful for all of you guys that listen. All of you guys, don't forget to make sure you guys like, rate, we're on all, um, streaming services. Um, so we're just thankful. Y'all know the theme this month was being thankful anyway. So <laughs> yes. we thankful for y'all. We love y'all. All right. Peace out. Thank y'all for listening. Nicole. Say your little final words. What are my final words? Whatever you want. No, matter of fact, Nicole, I what is your feel good, good song, song of, of the week? week. We um. almost forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, what's yeah. the song? So, I want to take it back a little bit. I was just telling Sarah and Donna, like, I don't know, like, I've been on my um, miseducation. I've Yeah, like I've been listening to the um album all week. And oh god, I don't know what it is, but it makes me feel good. I don't know what it is about this song, but I can be just going through something or anything and I listen to it and I feel good. But um tell him. Tell him. And you know what? The funny thing is I have a Juneteenth playlist that I have with my Apple Music. Mm -hmm. And Tell Him is on there. Mm -hmm. Um because I think it's just a beautiful song, it period. Is. It's such a beautiful song. And we are black in therapy and it's all about being black and black. Yeah. And we're going to play that Feel Good Song of the Week, Tell Him by Lauren Hill. Uh, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. You know, so. All right? Yes. Wait, Rich is coming. Rich, come, come, come. Richard, we couldn't do this podcast without you. So we just want you to say hi. Hey, family. How y'all doing? Oh, Richard. we got to go bury it right now. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Turn off.
<laughs> so we want to thank Rich for um, always allowing us to come and record here, and we appreciate him so much. And this is our latest episode for the season, Rich. We're going to be back in January. Always, so we ain't got to be in your jump. Oh, you talking about his? All right, yeah, Rich got to go there. Rich got to get out. All right, so the feel good song of the week is "Tell Him" by Lauren Hill. Y'all have a great week on purpose. Enjoy the holidays. Enjoy y'all families. Peace. See y'all. Bye. I'll never be jealous